Okay, we're on test Amud Aleph 9a, um, and we're just in the middle of analyzing an interesting uh, quote from Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai in the name of Rabbi Akiva, where he said that you, it's possible for a person to say Shema twice during the day, um, once after sunrise, actually. So once, I'm sorry, once before sunrise, but after dawn, and that would be good for the evening Shema, and once after sunrise, and that would be good for the morning Shema. And then we ask that that seems to be a contradiction, because is the time, because we said that you're doing it twice during the day, and yet we also say you can do the evening Shema between dawn and sunrise. So is that, how could you do the evening Shema during the day? So now we are going to answer that question on the top of 9a, Lo. No, li'olam yamamahu, even the period between dawn and sunrise is considered day. V'hayda karu le'lelya, and so why do we call it night then? Te'ika inshi de'ganu bahishaita, it's because there are people that are still sleeping at that point in time. And because people are still sleeping, that's more important to us when deciding if you can say the evening shema. And if people are sleeping at that time, it can be, it's an appropriate time for the evening shema, even though it is already considered day. Now we're going to give a halachic ruling. Amar of Acha Rabbi Chanina, Amar of Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Acha, son Rabbi Chanina said in the name of Yeshua ben Levi, Halacha Rabbi Shimon, Amar Mishum Rabbi Akiva. The halacha, or the Jewish law, is like Rabbi Shimon, who said in the name of Rabbi Akiva, that you can say the evening Shema between dawn and sunrise, and then you could say the morning Shema after sunrise. So that's a very late time for the evening Shema still being appropriate. Amar Abzeira, so now Abzeira is going to qualify this ruling that we just said. You just have to make sure that you do not say the bracha, the blessing of hashkivenu. When saying the evening Shema, there are two blessings said before and two blessings said afterwards. The second blessing after saying the evening Shema is called hashkivenu, which means God put us Allow us to go to sleep peacefully. Hashem, God, allow us to go to sleep peacefully. Um, allow us to lay down peacefully. And because it's not the time where anybody really goes to sleep for the night between dawn and sunrise, um, unless you're a college student staying up all night or you have a night job, um, because of that, we don't say that blessing if you're saying Shema so late or so early in the morning. Okay. Ki asar of Yitzchak back into the Gemara. Ki asar were at that second period um, on 9a. Ki asar of Yitzchak bar Yosef Amar. So when Yitzchak bar Yosef came, he said, Had Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chinan, or Meshub and Levi, lava fair shitmar. That which Rabbi Acha, um, in the name of Rabbi Chinina said, in the name of Rishul ben Levi, that which he said, that the halacha follows Rabbi Shim ben Yochai, that you can say the evening Shema between dawn and sunrise, and then the morning Shema after sunrise. He didn't say that. Rabbi Achad never said that explicitly. Rather, we can imply that that's what he felt from a certain story with, with him. Because there was a pair of rabbis that got drunk at a wedding, and it was at the wedding of the son of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. So they were 
they were they got drunk, so they couldn't say the Shema during the night. They probably fell asleep. And then they got up and they came to Rabbi Shuban Levi and said, It's after dawn, before sunrise. Can we say Shema still? Omar, Rabbi Shuban Levi said, He said that Rabbi Shimon is reliable to rely on at a time of pressing need. Shas Hadchak, a time of pressing need. So certainly, ideally, you should not be saying the evening Shema after dawn before sunrise. But if it's a scenario of an extenuating circumstance, then you can go ahead and say it after, before, after dawn before sunrise. Now we are going to go on to analyze the next part of the Mishnah, that first Mishnah we learned all the way back. And um, what we talked about was a story, Masa Shabau Vanov. There was a time that Rebbe Gamliel's sons came back from a party, and it was already past midnight, and they wanted to know if they could say Shema. And Rebbe Gamliel said, yes, you can say Shema because it did not, it's not yet dawn. That's what they said. So we're at the... Uh, the next colon, so the second colon on 9a, um, and we're going to analyze that part of the Gemara. Okay. Now, it seemed from this story that this was the first time that the sons of Rebbe Gamliel had heard of the ruling of Rebbe Gamliel that you could say Shema until dawn. Is that possibly so? That cannot be. And if it cannot be, then what is it? What exactly was their question when they asked their father, are we allowed to say Shema after midnight? So Hachi this is what they were really saying to him. Rabbanon pligi ilavach. We know that the rabbis argue with you and they say you can only say Shema until midnight. And if that's the case, they argue against you. We also know that if there's a single opinion versus the majority opinion, um, we know that you have to go with the majority opinion. So if that's the case, the sages versus Remingham Leal, seemingly we should have to go according to the sages, and it should be too late for us to say Shema because it's already past midnight. O Dilma, so this was the question, that was the one way of thinking, O Dilma, or perhaps... That perhaps really the sages agree with you, that you could say it until dawn. And that which they say until midnight isn't because they think that really the latest time is midnight, that that according to the letter of the law, the latest time is midnight. That's not what they feel. Rather, it's Rather, they only said you can say till midnight in order to keep people away from sinning. But certainly, even the rabbis would agree that if, 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 if you, if that in according to the letter of law, you, the letter of the law, you certainly could say until dawn. Amr Luhu. So that was really their question. Amr Luhu. To that, Rabbi Gamliel answered. Rabbanon kivasi severe luhu, the rabbis actually hold like me, the chayav, that according to the letter of the law, you can say until dawn, the chayavim atem, and therefore you are, you must, you are obligated to say the Shema. So if that's the case that the rabbis really agree with um, Rebbe Gamliel according to the letter of the law, why do they say otherwise? And the reason that they say until midnight, Rebbe Gamliel explained, is just in order to distance people from sinning. Okay, we are now at the next colon on 9a. Velozo bilvad amru. So if you recall, after we said that story, the Mishnah seemed to have continued to teach us other instances 
where the sages would have said the mitzvah is only until midnight, but they only but the reality is, is that the mitzvah goes until dawn, and they only say it's until midnight in order to keep people from sinning. And we gave a couple of examples of that. Now the question is, is when you take a look at the Mishnah, was that Rabban Gamliel speaking, saying to his children, his sons, that and there are other instances where the rabbis do the same thing. They say it's until midnight, but the reality is, is according to the letter of the law, you can do it until dawn. Or was that um, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the redactor of the Mishnah, was that him speaking, adding it in? So that's the question we have. That's what we're going to deal with here, which is an interesting layers of the Mishnah type of question. What's going on here? Who's the author of that part of the Mishnah? So now we're going to analyze that. So, did Rabbi Gamliel say that you can only say Shema until midnight? That the Mishnah should then go ahead and say that it's not only in this case did the sages say until midnight, but in other cases as well, when the reality is, is according to the letter of the law, you can do it until dawn? Meaning at this point, the Gemara feels that that addition about the, about these other scenarios where the sages would say until midnight, but, but but the reality is, is according to the letter of the law, you can do it until dawn. Rabbi Gamliel, the Mishnah, I'm sorry, feels that, or the Gemara, I'm sorry, feels that that part of the Mishnah was said by Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Rabbi Judah the Prince. And what the Gemara is asking is that this is not the right place to tell us this. Because that's really a comment on the sages, not on Rebbe Gamliel. It's a comment on the sages that they said midnight here and they say midnight in other places as well. So why is it that Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi, why is Rebbe Judah the Prince putting that in at this point after discussing Rebbe Gamliel? So then the Gemara answers, no, that was actually the words of Rebbe Gamliel. This was actually the words of Rebbe Gamliel to his children. That he was saying that even according to the rabbis that say you can only say Shema until midnight, the mitzvah really goes until dawn. And that which you're allowed, that which they say you can only say until midnight is in order to distance them from the Avera, from the prohibition, from sinning. And then Rabbi Gamliel goes on to say that this is not the only case where the sages say that you are only allowed to do it till midnight. There are other instances of this as well. Okay, we are now at the last colon before the wide lines in the Gemara. And we are going to, again, go back to discuss the Mishnah. And we're going to analyze the cases where the sages would have said you can only do it till midnight, but the letter of the law is, is that you can do it until dawn. And um, the cases were, heck, one of those cases were Hector Chalavim Ve'evarim, the burning of the fats and the limbs. You could really do until dawn, but the sages would say you can only do it until midnight in order to make sure no one transgresses. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to, going to um, analyze this. Ve'ilu achilas p'sachim lo katani. Interestingly, the Mishnah does not give the example of eating the Pesach offering. 
Okay, the, the, the special Pesach, Korban Pesach, the Pesach offering, which was slaughtered during the day of the 14th of Nisan, but was only eaten at nighttime. And what we're saying is, is that the Mishnah does not seem to include the pace, the eating of the Pesach offering is one of those mitzvahs, which really you can do until dawn, but the sages said you can only do it until midnight. Uraminhi. We are now going to ask a contradiction because the inference from the Mishnah is, is the fact that the Korban Pesach was not included, the eating of the Korban Pesach was not included in the things that can be done until dawn according to the letter of the law would seem to imply that you're actually not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach until dawn. And now we have a brysa that would seem to contradict this. Kriyashma Arvis, the evening Shma, Vihalel, Belele Psachim, and also saying Halel, which is a set of psalms that we say on festivals. And some, and we also say it, I'm sorry, on the night of Pesach. Va'achilas um, Pesach and the eating of the Pesach offering mitzvah and Adshi Ya'ala The mitzvah goes, you can fulfill the mitzvah until dawn. So this seems to contradict our Mishnah that does not include the eating of the Pesach offering as one of those that, according to the letter of the law, you can do until dawn. So we seem to have a contradiction between the Mishnah and the Brisa. So we are now going to answer this. Amar of Yosef, second to last line in the skinny lines. Omar of Yosef, Lokash of Yosef says it's not a contradiction. Harabalazar, Harabi Akiva. Harabalazar ben Azariah, Harabi Akiva. The Mishnah that does that seems to imply that you can that you're not allowed to eat the Pesach until dawn, that goes according to Rebelazar ben Azariah. And the Brisa, which seems to say that you can go until dawn, that goes according to Rabbi Akiva, Ditanya, because we learned in a Brisa, these two different opinions. The verse says regarding the Korban Pesach that you shall eat the flesh on this night. On this night. So you shall eat the meat of the Pesach on this night. So when is on this night? At what time period is that? So Rabbalazar ben Azariah Omer, Rabbalazar ben Azariah says, Nemar Khan Belayl Hazet says here on this night, and it says regarding the plague of the of the killing of the death of the firstborn, it says It says, and I shall pass through the land of Egypt on this night. And we know when it comes to the plague of the firstborn that the death of the firstborn, when it says on this night, it happened up until midnight. So now we're gonna say we're going to share the concept of Xero Shava, where you have similar words in two different instances, where one sheds light on the other. So, just like it says on this night, when it came to the plague of the firstborn, and we know that the, the firstborn were specifically killed um, up until midnight or at midnight. When it talks about eating the meat of the carbon Pesach on this night, it must mean that you can only eat it until chatzos, until midnight. Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says back to him, But doesn't it say that you shall eat the Pesach offering in haste? which means at the time of haste, ad shas uh, you're allowed to eat it until the time of haste, 
What is the time of haste? The time of haste is the time when the Jewish people actually left Egypt, which was in haste, which is in the morning. So this would seem to teach you then that you actually could eat the Korban Pesach until the morning or until dawn. But according to Rabbi Akiva, why then does it say you shall eat it on during the night or on this night? What's the night referring to? So we're going to say that you may have thought that it would be similar to all other sacrifices, which are eaten during the day and then as well at night. Tamalomar Belilo, therefore, we teach you, you should eat it at night to teach you that you're only allowed to eat it at night. It's different than all other sacrifices, which can be eaten at night, at day and night. The carbon Pesach is only eaten at night. Okay, so now we're gonna now that we have this uh, this discussion set out, this this um, dispute between Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva, we're gonna talk about it further. It makes sense according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, who says this Xera Shava. Remember that's just the idea of you see an interesting wording in one place and an interesting wording in another place. And the interesting wording in the one place can shed light on the other one, which we explained here means until midnight. That when it says Balaila Hazet on this night. So according to Blaz of Azariah that uses those words on this night to teach us something based on Xera Shava, then then it had to write the words Balaila Hazeh because we wanted to use the same words that we did by the plague of the firstborn in order to teach us something on this night. But according to Rabbi Akiva, that we're only needed to teach about night, to teach us that the Pesach offering is only eaten at night and not during the day, it didn't need to say on this night. That's obvious that it's on that it's only on the night of going into the 15th of Nisan. You wouldn't need to say this night. It's at the night. So according to Rabbi Akiva, why does it say on this night? So the Gemara is going to tell us, The reason it has to say this night is it's in order to exclude from eating it on another night. Now, what does that mean? Salka daita chamina. Those are important Gemara words. Salka daita chamina. You may have thought, You may have thought that because the Pesach is a kachim kalim, which is a certain type of sacrifice, we're not going to get into that. It's a lower level of holiness sacrifice. So kachim is holy, kalim is lesser. So it's a lesser, it's a similar type of, it's a kachim kalim. So because Pesach, the Pesach offering is a kachim kalim sacrifice, and the shlamim is a, the shlamim offering is a kachim kalim sacrifice, and we say, and we say, just like a shlam, we may have thought that just like a shlamim can be eaten for two days and then the night in between those two days, so af. You may have thought that the Pesach could be eaten for two nights instead of the two days at which a Shlomim can. You may have thought that it can be eaten for then two nights and one day. That's why we needed to teach on this night to teach us that no, it's only eaten on one night and no days. It's only eaten on this night, the first night of Pesach, and it cannot be eaten 
on a different night, on the second night of Pesach. Rebelazar ben Azariah, and now Rebelazar ben Azariah, who uses the word this night to teach us that you can only eat the Pesach until midnight, where does he know then that you... From where does he know then that you cannot eat it on both on, for two nights? Perhaps you can eat it on two nights up until midnight. But where does he know you can't eat it on the second night? So he answers, Miloso siru ad boker nafka. He learns it from the fact that it says you cannot leave any of it until the next morning. Um, now Rabbi Akiva, who says that we use this night to teach us that you cannot eat the Korban Pesach for two nights. Why couldn't he have, why didn't he just learn that out from the fact that you cannot leave anything over until the next morning, which it says clearly in the verse. For Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva would answer you, He says, if you didn't have the word this night, you may have thought that what does it mean when it says you have to, you cannot leave it until the morning? Boker Shini. You would just think it meant the, se the, the second morning, the morning after the second night of Pesach, that you cannot leave it until that morning. But certainly you could eat it for two nights. That's why you needed to say, but Laila Hazet, this night specifically. Now, what about Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, who uses, why couldn't he have learned, why didn't, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, when it says that you cannot leave it over till morning, how does he answer that? Perhaps that just means you cannot leave it, because he was using that to teach us you can only eat it for one night. Perhaps it means you cannot leave it over till the second morning. So he answers you, Rabbi Lazar, I'm when Rabbi Lazar would teach you, will tell you, kol boker boker rishonhu, that if you look throughout the Torah and it says the word morning, if it, there's nothing qualifying which number morning it is, you assume throughout the Torah that it's the first morning. And therefore, you can learn from that verse that says you cannot leave it over till the morning, that obviously it must you cannot eat it for two nights. It must be eaten only on one night. Okay, so now that we've clarified and analyzed the argument between Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva about when you can eat the Korban Pesach, the Pesach offering, which by the way we brought up just to just to, for, so we keep the flow, the reason we brought in this dispute about the Pesach offering is because we inferred from the Mishnah one way about when you could eat the Pesach offering and tell, and then we had a Brisa that seemed to contradict it. So we're saying that the Mishnah was one opinion and the Brisa was the other opinion. So now that we have this, this um, argument clear, we're going to talk about another dispute that would seem to be very relevant to the dispute of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva and when you're allowed to eat the Pesach and tell. Tahani tenai kahani tenai. This mach, the following machlokas, the following dispute, is very similar, is possibly the same dispute as Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva's Ditanya, because we learned in a Brisa. Shom tizbachas apesach ba'erev kavo hashemesh moed seis chamimitzrayim. The verse tells us, there you shall slaughter the pesach in the evening or the afternoon, when the sun sets. Um, when the sun sets at the time when you are supposed to leave Egypt, at the time when you leave Egypt. So it sounds like there are three different times when you should slaughter the Pesach. First it says in the evening slash afternoon, Ba'erev. Then it says Kavu Shemesh, which is when the sun actually sets. And then it says when you leave Egypt, and we didn't leave Egypt until the morning. So what, how do we understand these three different times? 
So Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, This is how you understand it. In the evening slash afternoon, that's when you slaughter. And when the sun sets, that's when you can begin to eat it. And when you go out of Egypt, at the time of going out of Egypt, which is the morning, that's when you have to burn whatever is left over. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Yeshua argues and says, In the evening, that's when you slaughter. When the sun sets, that's when you begin to eat. And this is the difference. And until when can you continue eating at it until? That's until the time when you leave Egypt, which is in the morning. So we see Rabbi Yeshua would seem to say that you can eat it until the morning. And from the fact that Rabbi Elezer is posed as an arguing position, obviously Rabbi Elezer holds that you can only eat it until midnight. So it seemed to be a very same machlokas as Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar ben Azarias. Okay, so now when we were talking about this machlokas of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, what's interesting was is that we said Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, um, felt that it says that you should eat it at a time of haste, which made it sound like you should eat it when you... Um, at the time of haste, which is when the Jewish people left Egypt, which is in the morning, so he learned that you can eat it until the morning. But did, does Rabbi Eliezer argue? Does Rabbi Eliezer feel that no, they left in haste at a different time? They didn't leave in the morning? Where exactly does the dispute lie? So Amr Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba explains, Hakol Modin, everybody agrees. I think we're uh, nine lines up from the bottom. Everybody agrees. When the Jewish people were redeemed from Egypt, the Egyptians gave them permission to leave already at nighttime. Shinemar, as the verse says, God took you out from Egypt at night. But when did the Jewish people actually leave Egypt? That only happened during the day. Shinemar, as the verse clearly says, the day after the Pesach, the day after the Pesach, the Jewish people went out with an outstretched hand. So we see that they didn't actually leave Egypt until the morning. So no one can argue that they didn't leave. No one can argue then. They had to for sure left Egypt in the morning, and they were allowed to leave. They were given permission to leave. They were told to leave at night. So if that's the case, what does Rebbe, Rebbe Eliezer feel? Rebbe Eliezer, who argues with Rebbe Akiva, who says that the the leaving with haste, is at, in the morning, what did Rabbi Eliezer hold? So what's the argument about? It means the argument was, what does this time of haste refer to? Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah suffer, Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah holds, my chipazon, what does it mean when it says, de it means the haste of the Egyptians. The Egyptians already at night tried to quickly get the Jewish people to leave. So he understands that with haste means you should eat at a time of haste. You should eat it at a time of haste, the Pesach at a time of haste. It's the haste of the Egyptians, which was at night. The Rabbi Akiva, Sabah Rabbi Akiva holds, my chipazon, what does it mean when it says the time of haste, chipazon de Israel, the time of haste of the Jewish people, which was when they actually left Egypt, which was in the morning. Okay, Taninami Hachim, we learned to Brisa like this, that there are two different um, steps to the 
coming out of Egypt. God took you out of Egypt at night. Now, did we really, were we really taken out at night? But did it, weren't we not taken out until the day? As the verse says, On the day after the Pesach, um, the Jewish people went out with an outstretched arm. So which one is it? Amalame, rather, this teaches us to This teaches us that the redemption began at night. That's when the Egyptians told them that they should leave. But they didn't actually leave until the morning. We will stop here for tonight. Um, Rabbi, and we will quickly do a review. Um, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai had said something named Rabbi Kiva that you could say Shema um, on the evening Shema until between up until dawn before sunrise. So up until sunrise, basically. Um, we qualify that, but that's only at a time of extenuating circumstance. We brought a story like that. Then we started to analyze one part of the Mishnah where you have the sons of Rebbe Gamliel asking him, what's the latest you can say Shema? And then we have had an interesting discussion about who was the author of part of the Mishnah. Was it the redactor, Rabbi Huda Nasi, or was it Rebbe Gamliel? Um, then we started to talk about the mitzvos, which you can do until dawn, but the sages would say you can only do until midnight. And that got us into the whole discussion of the carbon Pesach and the machlokis, the dispute of can you eat the carbon Pesach until midnight or actually until dawn. And we went back and forth about that. Then we had a seemingly another dispute that seemed to be exactly the same dispute as this one. Then we analyzed what the time of haste meant according to both opinions of that dispute. And that is where we finished. Take good care.